0: And we're back with breaking news: the new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure, Jim. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica, ¿será que la nueva Coca-Cola
1: Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. The verdict a couple of days ago up in Minnesota where Derek Chauvin was found guilty of all charges for the death of George Floyd, which happened last year. That sparked protests across the country, across the globe um, and where, you know, protests, riots and all that that, that went on. Um, it seemed more to me about retribution or revenge or even I would say jury intimidation where. You had, you know, Black Lives Matter, BLM were out there just basically threatening the anyone or the jury in particular um, where if they found Chauvin to be not guilty, that they were going to do the same thing that they did last year. And with the riots and burning down cities and all that. So and look, you can say that the jury don't suppose to are not to hear anything that are, that is going on. But they saw what happened last year before they were selected. So I'm pretty sure that played a factor into this verdict. Um, but, you know, it, either way, BLM, the, and, you know, the people that support them, their crowd, I mean, they were, you know, they'll take that. Because, I mean, honestly, that's their motivation in a way. I mean, I, I feel like they're just as hateful as the people they claim to be fighting against and protesting against they're just as hateful as those as those people as the races that they that they claim everybody is that the that they claim America is so but anyway they've moved on to a a new target in Columbus Ohio where you had um, a young girl Micaiah Bryant that uh, was shot by police basically around the same time the verdict for Derek Chauvin was going on on um um on the on the twentieth of April. And now you've got protests in Ohio and now everyone doing the hashtag, you know, say your name and all all of that. I mean, I guess after because after watching the body cam footage you saw her basically with a knife about to stab one of the one of the girls before the cop shot her. So either but one i mean i'm pretty sure especially people in black lives matter are just selectively ignoring that part but if uh, you know let's say the cops would have got the call and it just never showed up or let's say they just got there late later than the time that they got there or let's say the cop actually got there i mean we're just going with the alternate reality let's say the cop just got there and just let her finish stabbing the girl, other girl then arrested her and and it went that way because if that would have happened, then all it would have been is just another ignored black on black crime story and then there would have been no protest there was you wouldn't have heard from black lives matter you wouldn't have seen you know any of this trending on social media all you will still be seeing right now is like the woohoo the celebration of the quote-unquote accountability of Derek Chauvin
0: From the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe.
1: All right, welcome to the episode. Of trend Chat episode 199. And you have no idea how many times I had to say that word. I mean, if I'm going to name it this, I had to at least say the word right. <laughs> or or at least close to it. You have no idea how many times I had to practice that for I said that. <laughs> but um So yeah, welcome to trend Chat. I'm your host Brian Bletto. And if you want to connect with us, even after you know we're done with this podcast, you can still find us on social media on well uh twitter and instagram at brian l bledsoe and as far as you know on facebook i don't know how much we'll be on social media to be honest after we're done um after we get to 200 but anyway that's where you'll find us at brian l bledsoe on instagram and twitter so yeah I don't, you know, I don't think I talked much at all about the the trial of Derek Chauvin for the, you know, the, you know, uh, the death of George Floyd and all that. I don't think I mentioned that at one point at all while it was going on, to be honest. Um, and well, yeah, and that's pretty much all I'm going to probably talk about it now, other than the fact that um, uh, and I said the fact. Intentionally, because Representative Maxine Waters and her rhetoric and what she was saying in the days leading up to the verdict, and it would just it's the double standard that was exposed from what she said that was not considered inciting violence. Meanwhile, this is the same person that voted to impeach Trump for saying stuff lesser than she has said before not only just what she said during the you know the past couple of days as far as the you know for the for the verdict of, of uh, Derek Chauvin and all that and but she said worse before during the you know Trump administration where telling people to you know get in their faces and uh, cause you know um, get a crowd and have people to know that they're not welcome here and stuff like that like if you listen to what she has been saying in comparison to what trump has said like she like i said she voted to impeach trump for less than less insightful uh, rhetoric than yeah than what she's been saying and so but again the double standard where you didn't see media losing their mind over what she said they didn't even didn't even really cover it and if they did it was it was in defense of her you know but everything Trump said was all was you know was some sort of evil dog whistle or everything like and basically anything was twisted into making it seem like it was something evil from Trump and that's how the media was covering it and that's how basically people are or essentially seeing it especially the ones that are just watching you know the the news on the corporate media from you know abc cnn and all of them that's if that's what you're getting your news from that's all you're gonna see and and yeah and so i'm pretty sure if they talked about maxine waters they were basically saying well um if they were mentioning anything that she said they probably were defending Maxine against Republicans or conservatives or, um, blowing this out of proportion that she didn't say anything that was controversial and just basically covering for her. Meanwhile, you know, if, um, you know, if Trump would have said the sky is blue and they would have said that, like, that's a dog whistle for trying to, um, trying to kill all minorities or something like that. So, but, um, but like I said, you're not going to hear much from that. I mean, it's not like she's any, anything is going to happen to her anyway. So, and I mean, that's just the unfortunate situation. I mean, the double standard is just going to continue, especially while you have Democrats in power in the house. So that definitely wasn't going to happen. Now, maybe if (laughs) I wouldn't even, even if Republicans were in, in charge of the house, I don't even think they would have the gall to do it. <laughs> if to go so far as to what they did to um, uh, the representative in Georgia, um, uh, my uh, major, uh, I forgot how to say her name. i representative green in Georgia and where even from what she has said before, is not as, as bad as what Maxine Waters has said before. But meanwhile, they tried to kick her out, out of the house completely. I mean, I think they've already stripped her from, a, from the committees that she was a part of. But yeah, anyway, but you know, uh, Rep- Representative Green is a Republican. Maxine Waters is a Democrat. So obviously they're the double standard there as well. So, oh well. Now we're going to, um, mention I guess we're we'll, as, as far as talking about the House of Representatives I know last week is something I wanted to mention from a hearing where Representative uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio um, where he was uh, talking with um, Dr. Fauci and I just want to play a clip right quick from their <laughs> exchange and I think It was, um, it's quite eye opening. It's, uh, well, for people that actually value, you know, freedom and liberty, but maybe for people that maybe that that, that don't care so much and just care about safety above all, then hearing this will probably just be like, yeah, I agree with Fauci, but you know, but yeah, so here we go.
0: You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have.
1: I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing, but I disagree with you you on that. You think the Constitution
0: is suspended during a during a a a virus during a pandemic? It's certainly not.
1: (laughs) I mean, that right there was um, that's an eye opening piece of audio there to hear during that hearing, and. The fact that Fauci was able to just say that so offhand, like, we're like, it, that just clearly shows where he and a lot of people view this whole pandemic. And that has been going on the past year or so. Like, where uh, public health could be, is on, you know, the, is the top priority over everything. Like, everyone else's, everybody's freedoms and liberty, like, all that be damned. <laughs> We, we just want to um, use public health. And I'm mentioning, like he just, he said a public health issue. And I don't think people realize <laughs> where if we keep, we I mean, basically have made the precedent now that that's, that is enough to where. If that is threatened and everything is just off the table, we don't care about, you know, your rights or whatever like that. If public health is the um, uh, is the reason, then we're just going to suspend everything um, for that. And now they've used this before where especially Democrats in particular use this on a number of issues, not just talking about this pandemic it just well this is something that they use to a larger extent but when it comes to guns they call that a public health, health issue a uh, matter of fact Fauci you know he he commented about that when it talks about gun violence or whatever like that so they'll use public health because that's a nice trigger word word to get people to just fall in line Whether you're talking about climate change, I mean, you could, they'll they'll use it for taxes, they'll use it for anything because that right there just instantly gets people to like, oops, okay, I'll just do what you say. And until people realize that's basically just, like I said, that's just the the tactic that they're using to basically get people to, um, to, uh, to agree with what, whatever that they're proposing. Now, whether it's, um, like I said, whether it is guns or anything, it's always going to be centered around public health. Because that's, yeah. so, I mean, it, I mean, so many are just, you know, letting liberty be trampled, as um, Representative Jordan said, you know, in the name of public, public health or, or safety. I mean, I mean, it just... I'm thinking back to a, um, meme that I saw, which I feel like kind of is, um, <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you probably see me sharing a lot of, especially my stories on Facebook and Instagram, uh, a bunch of posts from other organizations or whatever, like, and memes. But, um, I saw this one <laughs> meme that I think is very, um, relevant and see if I remember it's a. uh, uh the sheep would, hmm, what? the sheep would probably vote for the guy who feeds them, even though that'll be the same guy that slaughters them later, later on, something like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, because um, yeah for the for whoever the person that is out there preaching, pub, you know, safety and public health. I mean, regardless of how they're going to use it. Uh, for or against them, like they like they just follow that person, and even though <laughs> they'll they'll most likely suffer the consequences of it later on, but they don't care about that because they just worried about their you know health. And again, I'm saying this talking about you know especially COVID nineteen and you know we got the whole you know the vaccines and all that. Um, <clears throat> we're still still talking about a virus where the um, survivability rate is in the high 90s if it like in the 99 98 percent percentile and you know we've had much deadlier diseases even the contagious diseases where we have not done anything to this nature but it just seems like people just uh, are um, either just ignorant to that fact or that history and just basically are accepting this new normal where you know i would not be surprised how i know a lot a lot of people are talking about as far as how long we're going to keep wearing masks and whatever like that i feel like that's probably just going to become the norm um no matter how much you try to fight it and it, i would not be surprised if we get to the point that wearing a mask is going to be similar to wearing a shirt where you know um, you go to a, a number of uh, places where they are basically in the business now um, they may not have it posted anymore because people had just followed the, uh, um, this rule but I wouldn't be surprised they bring it back and like they have this big old sign in front of um, whatever business where it says no shoes no shirt, no mask no service so <laughs> so because you know for a long time that had to be like, uh, you know prominent where people could see to where they would wear you know if they would you know wouldn't wear shoes they were like okay if you're not wearing shoes you gotta you, you know we're not going to serve you but i would not be surprised they bring that sign back and just add the no mask part on there and so yeah that wouldn't shock me at all but I mean, especially as more people continue to accept this um, um, and follow along with with everything for, again, for their public health. Now, we're going to, well, move on to talk about uh, (laughs) constitutional carry um, coming up. And right now we are stalling (laughs) in the state of Texas. Even though we have like over 20 some states that have some form of constitutional carry now. But Texas is still kind of dragging the feet as far as getting anywhere towards that. So, um yeah, we'll talk about that coming up. First, let's hear a word from Young Americans for Young Americans Against Socialism.
0: Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks!
1: What's going on? It's Brandon Tatum, and you're listening to the Trench Chat. Ah. Uh. Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side. War between good and evil, watching our fists collide. Battle for our freedom now to the streets we ride. Flags waving all around, pages full of pride. Trench be part of the hashtag Life day. Tribe of Cultural Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to COL1972.com and get ten percent off your purchase when you enter the code Trench all right so thanks to Topher again for the permission to play this song like I said we don't get a chance to play a lot of um chart-topping songs on on here without well we could I mean but we'll get a whole bunch of copyright claims and stuff so so yeah I appreciate them for um the permission to play the song and um so so yeah as i mentioned before the so for people that don't know the legislative session in texas is just is every other year so and it's not that long so it starts in january and ends in in may so right now constitutional carry which basically means um Given, um, you know, giving the citizens their constitutional right to carry, to you know, right to bear arms, basically, um, and without you know, not having to have a permit and, and all of that. And I know some people find that very scary, but, <laughs> but um, but right now we're as far as the bill has passed through the house, and now we're waiting to see where it lands as far as now in the texas senate and it is being stalled right now we have lieutenant governor patrick which he is um saying that they don't have the votes at the at the time and i say to that um, i would love to get a vote on that on the floor i would like to see which republicans are not for this i mean i understand i know the democrats enough are, are not for it i mean I, there may be one or two i wouldn't be surprised there may be one or two that may actually vote for constitutional carry. but i know the majority are not going to but i definitely would like to know what what uh, republicans in particular now by me saying that that's the reason we'll, why we probably won't have a, a floor vote until they have enough votes um if they have enough votes then whoever that's not voting for then it's whatever but um but, yeah, that's the reason why we're not going to get that, because um, trying to protect those people from um, from their constituents, knowing that they and it very well could be the, the same people who may have campaigned on the fact that, yes, I support constitutional carry. Yes, I'm going to do that as soon as I get to Austin. And now they're one of the people who are secretly saying, like, I don't want, you know, they, they weren't really for it anyway. They were just trying to get your vote. And this happens not only in Austin, but pretty much I'm pretty sure every state capital. And it's very, it definitely happens in DC. So, so, um, anyway, we're, um, there are also, I, I saw like, uh, I think it was, um, I don't know. It was an ad or something, or at least something like that came across on social media where, uh, so the fact of if, Constitutional carry passed, then you know. Again, I mean, you you can just you can carry as your constitutional right, and that also means, especially in Texas, that you know you don't you wouldn't need a license to carry. And see the thing about that, you have to pay a fee to get your license, and then you have to go to a instructor to get you qualified to to get your license. So you mean that means you have to take a class. And which that class costs, you know, it, it the cost varies and whatnot. But a lot of people um, make a, a good portion of their income from these classes. And so you had a um, a number of these instructors out here uh, against constitutional carry. And they were giving in their reasons. But honestly, um, you could just kind of just break it down to like they're going to lose their business if Constitutional carry passes because now they um, they don't need them <laughs> to um, to you know to pay whatever cost that they charge to for these courses and all that but I was very happy to hear from Jarrah Hutchins um, she's been on uh, the podcast a couple of times, and I heard from her. She posted a video, and I'm going to play the audio right now. It just where it's refreshing to hear from someone who is also an instructor for license to carry. But here's her t- her thoughts on it.
0: So we have to ask ourselves sometimes, what's the difference between capitalism and corruption? And I'm going to give you a perfect example. I'm a licensed to carry instructor in the state of Texas, and 70% of my business is teaching license to carry. That's a regulation that Texas puts down on people who want to carry guns on their body, right? So they've got to get a license. They have to take a class. They have to do a shooting proficiency. Now we have some house bills that are being considered to take away the license to carry regulation and invoke constitutional carry, which means that you can carry a gun on your body. You don't have to have any training requirements, any classes, you can do it. And I would trade that income for Texans to be able to choose to carry on their body. I would have to restructure my whole business. I would have to find other ways to make money and I don't care. And that's the difference between capitalism and corruption. There was a regulation. I centered a business around it. It was successful. But I didn't really agree with it. I think that Texans should be free. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to pass constitutional carry. I can go find another job. It's not all about the money with me. It's about what is best for my fellow Texans. That's the difference between capitalism and corruption.
1: Now, that right there. you know, That's the difference between believing in the principles of freedom and what's best for you know the state the country over your own personal gain or self-interest and that's rare i mean not only among politicians but many voters as well um i mean that's where you know that's why we're at where we're at as a country because um i think so so many have either given up or never cared about Rights, you know, the, you know, the rights that we have and, or, you know, essentially just looking out for themselves and, and, you know, whatever they can get from government. And, I, you know, I understand it. I can totally understand that position because when you, you know, you look at politicians as well as corporations, you know, you know, politicians protecting the, corporation then the corporations giving money or, or favor favors or you know jobs or whatever to, well, whatever to make the politician look good that makes people cynical <laughs> by seeing that and so yeah i mean so i mean why would they even um if they're seeing that coming from their politicians and the people that they, you know these elected officials then you know after so long they're gonna, gonna start just looking out for themselves as well so now you have someone that comes along that, you know, you know, typically this will be a Democrat in this, in this case that comes along and say, look, I'll actually, um, take that power and, you know, away from whatever corporations or whatever like that. And, um, at least pretend that they're giving it to you. really they're just giving it to themselves but that that pitch works (laughs) and especially when you you're seeing that happening over and over but and now you have a, a a number of people that just totally disregard um as far as whatever whatever their principles are about whether um they may they may hold them personally but when it comes down to you know looking out for their own interests um it's like i said it's very rare where you have something like this particular issue where when like you heard you know you heard jira where she that is you know the bulk of her business but she would rather trade that for people to have the, the choice and the right, to, I don't know, the constitutional right uh, to bear arms. So, I mean, you had other, you know, license to carry instructors, you know, like I mentioned before, that were you know uh, saying that they were against constitutional carry given whatever reason that they gave. But they <laughs> they backtrack now. Uh, when people found out about them, or at least people when they saw um, whoever that they were on that list or whatever, you know, uh, again, like I said, just you know, putting their personal, <laughs> um, putting the personal ahead of the principles, and given that they if if they believed in the right to bear arms in the first place, they very well maybe never believed that anyway. They was always for. The, um, having the state to basically uh, allow you the right to have your constitutional right to right uh, for the right to bear arms, but again, like I said, uh, as of this recording, on this is the 22nd of April, we right now it is pretty much stuck in the Texas Senate, and like I said, the session ends in a couple of weeks so it ends in the middle of may so i don't know if they're just going to stall all the way until the end It's like oops we ran out of time you know? I, I wouldn't be surprised like you know again just because these are is a republican controlled senate does not make it like it's republican and conservative are very different so and especially in talking about particular issues and this, like, like I said, over 20 States and there've been a number of States this year that have, um, voted for constitutional carry in their States. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Iowa, uh, Tennessee, like, I'm just trying to think of some others that was that that has happened this year. And meanwhile, we're here in Texas or so still just dragging our feet about it. And this kind of goes back. I mean, I know by saying, you know, being in Texas and just, you know, especially when I talk to people outside of, you know, of Texas, they kind of see, think that Texas is, is like conservative utopia. Like everything is just, whoo, we just, you know, all, it's just a all conservative state. And that's just not the case. I mean, you kind of can see that just by looking at the general election. I mean, we're more, we're turning more purple than we are being red. So, um, and that's just sad fact of it. I mean, you can go back to seeing what happened with Beto during um the uh, Senator Cruz's run. I mean, he won, but Beto got a good good portion. And just looking at the trends of Texas in general, so yeah, this is not the conservative utopia that so many people now look. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure it's it's if you are in a liberal state, <laughs> Texas looked great to you. So. But you know, I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, um, we deal with our rhinos just like anywhere else. I mean, and we have them, and we don't. We may have a a strong majority, but that majority are not all conservatives, <laughs> or they're not all conservative all the time, or something like that. So, so um, so yeah, um, that's where we at as far as this particular bill, um, and I'm not. I'm noticing um, not really noticing much from governor Greg Abbott as far as pushing this to, to pass. So he's, he is um, not, he's unsurprisingly quiet, which is not surprising. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, but I don't, I honestly don't know if it's going to pass or not. And I'm more leaning towards not, but then again, I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes (laughs) um, when it comes to Republicans in general um, passing something that's bold. Even though this shouldn't be considered bold, but it is. I mean, the fact that it's taking so long to get through now kind of shows that that they're worried about a number of things or whatever Um, corporate pressure. Who who knows? Or maybe they honestly just don't believe that that people should have the constitutional right to carry. So it could be it could be as simple as that so anyway um maybe by time the last episode maybe i will be singing a different song and say hey you know we got constitution to carry in um in texas and all of that That'd that'd be great but um i hope i'm wrong actually you know so so anyway um before um Speaking of Texas, I wanted to mention about something that happened uh, the past couple of days, actually two things that involved a true Texas project. Matter of fact, I'm just going to no, Actually, let's let's hear a word from uh, the founder project and then we'll get to what um, what transpired uh, amongst uh um, true Texas project and things that happened in one of the chapters. So, yeah, here's a word from TFP. Hello, Trend Chat listeners.
0: If you like The Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and
1: service agents.
0: Apply online today at slash Fredericksburg.
1: Minute Maid Slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink, it's a McDonald's drink.
0: Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushy, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59, or try small cafe frappes and smoothies for just 2 bucks. Price and participation may vary, limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company.
1: So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear. Check out TrumpMug.com. And if you put in the code TrendChat, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMug.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to TrumpMug.com, put in the code TrendChat, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMug.com with the code TrendChat for 10% off. Somewhere and I spread my legs I am so sorry for these thirst traps All they do is beg She ain't work for that Louis purse She just got paid. Only fans with the facial Look like she just got eggs Cardi make these girl Think being a thought is wise Three abortions later That's a triple homicide In the strip club Living the drug induced life All right yeah. yeah. And that is Savannah With her song Be Like Candace Candace Owens if we better don't know So yeah Appreciate her for allowing me To play her song on here and um so so um well for people that don't know I've been a um I guess a supporter a member of True Texas Project back when even when it was Northeast Tarant Tea Party and that was back in 2012 I think the first matter of fact let me I guess I don't know if I mentioned this on on here before um that first meeting for at that time to uh, at that time it was on uh, Northeast Tarrant tea party that meeting the first one i I attended basically led me to this point to where I'm talking to you um, on this podcast and I'll tell you why right quick now I said right quick who knows this might be longer than I thought but anyway and 2012 was the first meeting I went to and I remember this because I remember it a lot more now because of where it led to. So the first meeting was at a spring Creek barbecue in grapevine, Texas. And I, like, I don't remember everything about the meeting, but I do remember at that meeting, the topic was about trying to find people to be delegates for the state convention up, you know, that upcoming that year and to you know as far as some issues and proposals that were you know resolutions or whatever that was going to be uh, brought up at the state convention that year and they was looking for people at the meeting that were willing to become delegates and try to you know promote conservative values and, and whatnot Um, or, or at least fight some, either some moderate positions on some stuff. I I forgot what, what those things were at that time. But anyway, from that meeting, that was the first time I even knew what a delegate was. I didn't even know anything about, you know, state delegates and all that and how that worked. And even though I didn't sign up to be a delegate, cause at that time I was so far behind as far as knowing where, you know, what to do how to even go about becoming a delegate. So, um, but I remembered that from that meeting and by, you know, 2014 came around, still didn't happen for the state convention, but then 2016 came around and now I kind of had an idea as far as what I, um, if, if I wanted to be a delegate, what to do. And so from that, that's when I, you know, ran to be a state delegate in the state convention and then after that in turn became a national delegate to go to the Republican National Convention in 2016 and so I'm saying all that because by becoming especially by becoming a national delegate in 2016 and going to Cleveland that is where the seeds of this particular podcast kind of grew because I was already writing for PolitiChicks at that time but at that um, at the convention, people were saying about, you know, um, people who are national delegates tend to, you know, either, <laughs> uh, I guess do more, I guess, in a sense of whether it's, uh, going on TV or whatever like that. And so anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't know any of, of that because like I said, all this was new to me. And I remember, well, I've mentioned this in our interview with Rick Green is where I spoke with um, David Barden a couple of times because he was a, a delegate as well. And we were on those long bus rides, even though we were um, even though we were only going a couple of blocks down the road because of our security. We had to we had to be transported by bus from our hotel to the arena because there was all these protesters and all that and it was it was wild but it the bus ride was a long time even though it wasn't going that far but you anyway, in that time a lot of times um we were c- seated next to each other and and we talked a couple of times in those bus trips and and he was just mentioning uh, you know as far as like i mentioned I, I was already writing for politics and all of that here and there and just um kind of just saying about doing more as far as a blog or something but i just knew writing was just i knew writing was not not it for me (laughs) and i like well um i could talk a lot better than i can write because all like so like this podcast all this is what i'm talking about would take (laughs) would have taken me weeks to (laughs) to write out (laughs) as opposed to me talking it you know right now so um and even then, I still didn't really know. But but then that kind of led to the next step to where a friend of mine, you know, uh, Julio Rivera, who has been on and he brought up about doing a podcast. And even then, I, I've i said this plenty of times. We either some, either here or on other interviews or whatever that, you know, I didn't I thought I needed a whole bunch of fancy equipment and all that. And I just didn't think that was possible to do a podcast. And then, you know, here we are on Spreaker right now and so yeah from that meeting in 2012 to right now that's how you're hearing me to this point on trend chat so so anyway and speaking about at that time there was northeast Tarrant tea party and but now they're true texas project and so all that to say <laughs> um they had a great event in um in the historic south fork ranch which if you don't know about that that is where they filmed the tv show dallas so <laughs> i've been there before but um i never been to this particular area that we went to at the at the ranch so there um you know had a dinner and fireworks and um, the featured speaker was james o'keefe from project veritas and it was definitely um anticipated to hear what he had to say that that night because think the day before he was uh suspended from twitter so and so yeah he um showed all you know some of the videos from uh cnn and washington post and um uh, kind of given a a bit of a hint about you know the upcoming lawsuits that he's that now he has um filed against twitter and cnn and all of that so yeah i mean hopefully maybe May actually get James O'Keefe on on here. Maybe he might be on the last episode. Who knows? But, um, um, but yeah, so that whole event was great. It was, and being able to meet up with everyone and just, you know, just have a great time. (laughs) And that was the, you know, the fun, positive part of it. Um, now a couple of days later, (laughs) which now this was, um, yeah about a couple days ago Uh, so also True Texas Project which was primarily in Tarrant County is now expanding and has expanded to other counties across Texas and so having a chapter not only you know obviously first in Tarrant now Dallas and Collin County Denton County and are looking to expand to you know to, uh, down in the Houston area and down to just like I said across all all over Texas and other counties so and I mentioned that because so the Den county chapter was um <clears throat> uh, was have was looking to have their meeting like as as all of them do you know each month you know each county have their meeting for and for a particular pro uh, particular subjects and have speakers in to talk about uh, whatever the topic is. And it seemed like the Denton the county t- chapter kept running into um, issues as far as venues because they were canceled three times um, by venues. And not only so, the first venue canceled like 24 hours before the event was going to start. And then the other the other venue council like uh, about the, the the day of. And then you had another venue council like about an hour or two before the event was going to start. So and it all kind of came from because they uh, one day were getting calls from all these um, activists that were basically saying that you know true text project try to uh, accuse them of being islamophobic or transphobic mainly because the the topic was about the um, terrorist threat especially coming from um, Islamic you know uh, regions and so just by having that subject and also couple that with another topic that they were talking about as far as uh, they was having uh, had a speaker that was you know going to talk about you know um, as far as being, um, uh, being trans, as far as being transgender, and also in talking about the dangers as far as going down that path, as far as transgenderism. So, put those two together in one in one event. I guess that was just too much for, for people, especially um, wanting to uh, have have them counseled, and and it was working. Um, as far as getting them having to find other venues, but they finally found one venue that wouldn't cave in to all the numerous calls from all these, um, all these uh, liberal groups. Um, and I actually want to get them a shout out. It was um, DFW Adventure Park. So, and they were in, the, I think in the Ronald, Texas area. So I just want to get them a shout out for actually standing up and be, you know, for not bowing to this council culture because it's basically was a what happened a couple of days ago was kind of a local um uh i guess example to what is going on nationwide where you have all these organizations these liberal democrat organizations that are going out trying to get people um you know either like have their venues uh just, um, counsel their, uh, their events and try to just disrupt as much as possible. And just basically don't even want your, your voices to be heard because they considered anything conservative or anything Republican to be basically, um, just the most, the utmost evil. Um, and, and so they don't even want the freedom for people to even have the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech. They just want to shut it all down and they will use whatever tactics they can to try to get people to not, um, uh, have that. I mean, cause we can flip that at, uh, around to where, okay, I mean, you, I've talked about black lives matter and all that. So, but they very well have the right to, you know, if they have a, have an event somewhere, that's it's up to them that's fine I you know I, I could totally disagree with whatever whether it you know whether it's that or whatever liberal organization I, you know I'm not even going I'm not going to go <laughs> I'm not caring to go and if they have an event fine I mean I'm not calling the no one <laughs> calling the conviction center or whatever place that they're going to have it like oh we don't want, No, you can't have these people talking I'm like, no I'm like if that's if if um if people show up that's you know that's their choice so anyway um you know all that it's funny because that was um that whole fiasco that happened with all the cancellations and then you know um and i'm I'm saying all this (laughs) um in place of a interview that i actually did uh with julie and fred you know mccarty uh who you know who are uh, the heads over um true texas project i actually did an interview with them earlier (laughs) um today well yesterday but you're not hearing that interview because it didn't record (laughs) yep it was one of those issues where i and it hasn't happened in a while but it happened (laughs) happened yesterday i did the interview and i thought it was was recording i so I pretty much i did everything i normally do as far as recording and at the end of the day there was nothing there so anyway and i did not you know i i want to because I, I really hate doing that to people where i i interviewed them and then because of, of my fault and of not re- getting everything done correctly and not recording and have to call them again to say, Hey, can we do this interview all over again? I mean, I really don't like to do that to people. Um, I know they were, you know, I, I told them that, and they've said, you know, that they would do it if, um, if it wasn't recorded, but I, I just, you know, I didn't want to do that, uh, um, to them. I mean, didn't want to take up their time twice to do that <laughs> to try to, um, to do the interview. So that's, that's why for, um, uh, why the, we're not hearing that. So, but, um, uh, but yeah, but I, you know, all that to be said, it was great that, you know, the people at True Texas Project continue to, you know, to not back down and to keep fighting. And like I said, this was one of those situations where they were, um, uh, you know, one where they were meant to, meant for evil but it actually came to be for their good as far as True Texas Project because um, all the attention that they got where people were seeing that this was going on just um, grew to their support and people were like encouraged to see someone actually stand up and fight as opposed to because I mean if we were talking about the the regular GOP they probably would have folded after the first cancellation. Well, maybe they just would have canceled it themselves if they would have just heard some calls about it. Cause that's, I mean, that's how skittish a lot of Republicans tend to be when it comes to stuff like this, but um, to actually stand up and just continue to fight. And that's, you know, it kind of goes back to talking about Trump in particular, that that's definitely, that's definitely one of his uh, uh, appeal to Republicans and conservatives that he just, he's not going to just sit back and take it. And, that's kind of like what happened here where they're not going to just sit back and just let these people come in and just try to um you know take you know take away their right to to assemble. So, anyway, you know, um it's um it was great that they, you know, continued on and and then they actually had <laughs> had the meeting for in Den the County and it it went off uh, without a hitch and It was, um, they had a, um, great attendance and everything just, you know, went on as planned. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I know they said that they were expanding, you know, like I mentioned before, but so if you're in Texas and looking, um, looking for a, a group to, um, you know, especially, you know, to meet up every month amongst some other conservatives, you know, either check out the True Texas Project in your county. And if you don't have one, then reach out to True Texas Project on their, on, you know, websites, TrueTexasProject.com. And, you know, if you want a chapter in your county, you know, reach out to them and, and get that ball rolling. So, all right. So, um, wow. Here we are and why are we almost at an hour? So uh, <clears throat> let me hit well, let, me, let me hit one more and hear from um, expressions and then we will end it out with um well you know we've got to shout out the locations and some other stuff. So let's hear from Lacey from Expressions.
0: This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. This is Sarah Gonzalez and you are listening to Trend Chat.
1: We are proud to be part of the 1776 militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code TRENCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com, put in the code TRENCHAT for 20% off. All right, so, so here we are. This is the, I guess you said, part of the last segment before we get to the last episode. So, so, um so would this be the penultimate segment to the first segment of the last episode? I don't know. I just want to say the word again because many times I was trying to try to make sure I said that right in the beginning. So. But um uh I guess uh I, I know the last episode whenever that's gonna be, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be next week. It's not it's not gonna be next week. I am gonna tell you that now. It's not gonna be next week, mainly for a couple of reasons. Cause I'm trying to see who I'm gonna have on, if I'm gonna have anybody on at all. And also, as I mentioned before, the last episode's gonna be the full three hours. Cause you know, being on Spreaker. Um, I actually have a daily allotment of three hours every, every day, actually, if I wanted to, (laughs) um, but I just never used it, but for the final episode, we're doing the full three hours. So I definitely got to, I mean, I have plenty of material, (laughs) um, mainly what it's going to be is not, well, I'm going to talk about more, some stuff that, are that is relevant, that it's um at least that is um current let's put it that way (laughs) um in that episode it's going to be in there but it's also going to be a lot of stuff that i either didn't get to in other episodes about particular issues or something like that and i'm just gonna and because what i do is that if i don't get to something in particular i i file it away and i just kind of Put a little note in the final episode notes because <laughs> that's something I really have to have a note f- for because I'm if I'm going to go on for three hours, I, I mean, got to have some <clears throat> some sort of um, bullet points to see where I'm going, where I'm going to go with stuff. Um, but um <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to just I'm going to put all of that out there. I, I'm saying all that, and I'm gonna do three hours and watch. When I get <laughs> when I get to the end, I still have something left over. It's not gonna be much, but I would not be surprised. If I had like one one or two things. Like, oh, I forgot to get to this, <laughs> but um, but um, but yeah. So there was um just one other thing before we go, and and I saw about this church that got fenced in in Canada. And I just wanted to bring that up for people that maybe not even know, mainly because I mean it's in Canada, so people probably didn't, didn't see the uh, any of this. But where they were basically being shut down over COVID, like because they were gathering, and you know, up in Canada, I mean, because you know, the, especially the prime minister up there is you know just a just a big. "Quote unquote progressive liberal up there, so you know they definitely have the strict, stringent lockdown issues up in up there when it comes to COVID. So they're basically using the the force of the state to just basically tell people that they cannot congregate, regardless of whatever. You know, like I said, it, they're just going. They're basically using the state to just to oppress people. To just be honest, just to be <laughs> quite blunt with it." Um, and they're just using COVID as with, as the tool for that. And so because of that, you had this church in Canada that, that was trying to, you know, basically was defying that, um, and still meeting. And, but then the police, the, whatever, whatever the authorities were up there came and, um, um, just fenced in this church. And I mean, you know, you know, you would think this would probably be some sort of rallying cry for Christians to, to really understand what, uh, what is going on between, the um, the state using their power, um, against the church. But, um, even that probably doesn't wake two people, um, people up because they're just too, still too, um, too blinded by the uh, quote unquote public health of, all, of it all. So, um, But yeah, I mean, you know, my thing is that if you want to assemble, you should be, you should have, you know, should be able to assemble. I mean, I know we're talking about this Canada and this and United States is different, but I'm just saying as a general principle, as a general rule, you should be able to, um, to assemble and to meet at, at church in in particular. Uh, And so, Yeah. But, um, I mean, and if you, and if you don't want to meet, that's your choice. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm most, that's what I'm saying. Just like, just if you want to meet fine, if you don't want to meet, that's up to you too, but at least have the choice to do one or the other, but yeah, but that's not something where we really consider these days anyway. But, uh, (laughs) so before, um, so, oh, let's not forget (laughs) Definitely don't want to forget this. Yep, here we go. All right, there we go. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. Um, get to some of these locations in the past since the last episode. Also, uh, as the cities go, um, we got Delhi, India. India. I actually know where that is, Delhi, India. I mean, I know where it is on the map. I ain't been there, but um, uh, Spring, Texas. Um uh, Gretna Gretna, Louisiana. Alexandria, Virginia, which is basically outside of DC. Lincoln, Nebraska, Dallas, Texas. Uh Um Uh Hm Aminabad, uh, India. or India. Grill, South Carolina and Durham, North Carolina. So those are the cities and Countries Only got three United Kingdom, India And United States So thanks to everyone Across the globe <laughs> That has um, been listening to Trend Chat I Again, it's always surprising to see that And so um, I don't know how if I'm going to do anything different As far as the, the locations for the last episode But I'm um, um, but yeah, so appreciate everyone listening. And, um, may, who knows, I might actually fly, fly there or to one of these international locations. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I know one thing, if I'm, if I'm going to fly anywhere, I'm not choosing United. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'll take that back. Maybe I, for the next, Year or two, because before this all whole thing, uh, well, okay, let me talk about. Let me, let me mention this right quick. <laughs> so, um so um, you know, uh, United had this um this ad where they were basically saying they're going to make sure they have at least fifty percent of people of color or women that are pilots and stuff like that. And um, so I mean, essentially, they were saying like we're we're going to choose diversity. Over quality, in the sense, like we, we're going to make sure we have fifty percent, even if they're not qualified. I mean, you because you just are you just guaranteeing that everyone's going to be qualified to have it at fifty percent? Because um, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, I look. Okay, look, I'm, I'm I'm I was about to play the ending of this, but because <laughs> I mean, so like you know, was saying. You know, our flight deck should um, should reflect the diverse group of people who board our planes every day, and um, you know that you know we plan to have fifty percent of our five thousand pilots, you know, to train um, in the next decade to be women or or people of color. And you know, they were talking about the financial barriers as far as uh, training to be a pilot and everything. I mean, you know, so I mean, look, the the one part about that, the the financial part of it, you know, that's good, you know. I, I I agree with that part. But that being said, I'm sure pilot training is expensive. <laughs> and so, OK, they're looking to try to break that, you know, break that barrier down to keep that keeps people from training. And um and, you know, although the cost, um, you know, keeps some qualified from pursuing to be a pilot. I mean, it also prevents people who are not suited for the job, you know, that maybe are not as committed to it. You know, people that maybe, you know, just want to do it on a whim. Like, oh, let me try this piloting thing. I mean, it's free anyway <laughs> or cheap or whatever. And so, you know, you have someone getting into it and then basically wasting money, especially because, you know, this stuff ain't free. So even if it's even if they're, um, you know, if if it's through a scholarship or whatever type of way or you have another um. company that is going to pay for it um it's still got to get paid some kind of way so i mean i mean if it's cheap for the applicants you know they have little to no risk in taking the training and there's no incentive to be committed and achieve you know for you know who and whoever whoever's footing the bill you know because it's cheap for the applicants it, you know, they're going to they're going to be wasting a lot of money um, on people who are just not going to be as, you know, um, committed to finishing the training. And but, you know, I, I mean, I would not surprised there there is some sort of government subsidy in this that before they announced this, that they probably secured some sort of subsidy from the government or something like that, that it will cover the losses from it. You know, it's inevitable. If they're going to go down this route, they're going to be losses from people who are not going to um, uh, take it seriously or just going to just to fail just by just taking um, taking up these courses and trying to, you know, try to become a pilot. You know, <laughs> but uh, but look I'm, look, I'm for I'm for quality overall in a way um and just in general just i'm i'm for quality over everything anyway i mean if it's if it's diverse great you know that's that's nice but that's not the priority um and i, remember, I think i heard something from Ben Shapiro <laughs> about this in particular and just like um in talking about uh i think he was talking about like the surgeons and so and and just like there are professions in in particular cuz where I, I really don't care about the, the, the diversity of the of whoever is doing the job and and the pilot you know the person that has me tens of thousands of feet in the air, I can care less who who they are you know just I just want the best pilot in in that cockpit and you know I, I guess the other profession will be like the emergency room surgeon in the ER. If I am in the ER, I'm in the emergency room and I got some uh, life threatening injuries, I don't care who you are. Just give me the best one. Like, I don't care if it's the whitest, straightest, uber masculine, ultra conservative um, male. I'm just trying to pick the, out of the intersectionality of all, uh, I think, according to Democrats, I think it's socialists and communists. I think that's the, you know, that's, that's the worst of all is, is all those put together, you know, that's the pinnacle evil in their eyes. So, but I don't care who they are. I just want the best, especially in those two professions. Just give me the best. And, um, if it is someone the opposite of that, if they're the best at it, fine. But, um, yeah, I just want the, you know, the highest quality for, especially, like I said, for someone that's going to have me all, you know, up in the sky, in the clouds, I, it's not going to really help me if, if, um, if that person crashed lands and like, well, at least, well, at least it was, it was, um, a black, a black woman or, somebody, you know, at least, at least it was, you know, some person of color. I mean, we all, um, the, the flight was horrible, but Hey, at least, so, at least we at least we're celebrating diversity but yeah i, I don't uh, personally i don't care about um so yeah all right this <laughs> just added a whole nother five or ten minutes but um uh yeah appreciate everyone listening again this being the penultimate episode and so the last episode will be coming up soon I, and i'm not gonna say when because i don't know when um it could very well be i'm i'm i wouldn't be surprised it will probably be in june (laughs) yeah i know this is april but it may be in june it may be next month i don't know so thank you for listening like share subscribe i guess for this for the next couple of (laughs) couple of um, weeks or so but um until next time to the last one we'll chat with you later
0: And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela.